Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Strange Days, our regular short devotional podcast during these unprecedented times of coronavirus. And today we're going to continue our journey into the spiritual practice of silence and solitude as a community. Uh, I'm Kyle Peters from Common Ground Church in the inner city, for those of you who don't know me. And as a church this year, we've been trusting God to mature us, to make us into a certain type of people, those who are spending time being with Jesus through this becoming like Jesus and doing what he did. And today I basically just want to highlight the fact that we have been given a massive opportunity as the people of God right now. Uh, many opportunities, in fact, okay, we totally believe God is at work in all things, even in the mess. And in these strange days, he's still drawing people to himself. Uh, C.S. Lewis once said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that God uses times like these of suffering, of pain, as a megaphone to grab the attention of a world which has largely ignored him or intentionally defied him. And so on one level, there's an opportunity right now for the light of the gospel and the unshakable kingdom of God to be on display. The kingdoms of the world are being shaken like they've never been shaken before. The secular life script, which has showed its holes in the last few years, is being thoroughly popped and torn down uh, as the world's running out of places to put its hope. Right, the, the, the right financial savings plans, the right president, the right career path, the ability to trust in your health, all of it, the illusion of control that many of us have lived under is being shown to be just that, a great massive illusion like the Wizard of Oz. And um, we are right now being cast onto the mercy of God. And so there are many opportunities right now to love, serve, open up conversations with those friends of ours who don't know Jesus. Uh, but the one thing we want to bring our attention to as a local church in this short season leading up to Easter is an opportunity to get into the presence of God through silence and solitude. As many of us are uh, practicing social distancing more and more, and there's an increase in the need to self-isolate in order to stop the spread of corona, uh, we've been given an incredible opportunity to spend time in the presence of God. Uh, God, in His divine sovereignty, has, <laughs> to borrow John Mark Comer's book title, He's ruthlessly eliminated hurry um, and distraction in many ways. Now, the the temptation to waste your hours is, is still available to you. Okay, Netflix is beckoning you for the binge this coming weekend. Uh, but the constant pull of social events, even good things like church meetings, um, has been removed. Many of us have nowhere to go. Uh, many don't want to go anywhere, not just out of fear, but out of genuine love and wisdom. Uh, and so we have this amazing gap to, as Paul says in Ephesians, make the best use of the time because the days are evil. And so I want to encourage us all to grab hold of this opportunity. There's lots of things that we're all going to be letting go of in this coming season. Some voluntarily, some not voluntarily. Um, and rather than focus on what we are losing, what we're going to be losing, let's not miss what we are being given. All right, let's, let's look upon the situation with Jesus' eyes as best we can. And remember that he said he's not going to leave us or forsake us. Um, and that there's nowhere to go uh, from his presence. Okay, that's what the psalmist said. There's nowhere that we can flee from his presence, whether we go to the east or to the west, the heights of the depths. So let's take a few small steps today in our journey. If you turn in your Bible to 1 Kings 19 verses 1 to 19, you're going to find the story of Elijah and the broom bush. 
And we already chatted a few weeks ago on Sunday, uh, looking at Jesus' practice of silence and solitude in the Gospel of Mark chapter 1. And some of those lessons will keep coming through as we go. But uh, we're going to spend time in this story with Elijah for the majority of our journey. And I do want to give big thanks to both Bridgetown Church and Ruth Haley Barton, who they lent on a lot. She's got a book uh, called An Invitation to Solitude and Silence, which uh, one of our Greenpointers lent me recently, and that's helped us immensely. So for today, I'm just going to read the story from First Kings, make a few comments, and uh, but basically, we just want to get the big picture of the story in our heads, and then we'll just look at some practicals to get us started um, in our practice of silence and solitude. So if you know the story, Basically, Elijah has just come off this big high where he's defeated the 400 prophets of Baal or Baal or Baal, however you want to pronounce it, in the sort of showdown of the prophets on Mount Carmel. And now he's gone from a massive high into a real low very quickly. He is afraid and um, his life is on the line. He's very uncertain and very similar, I think, to our collective experience right now. And in many ways, he's forced to run to God, to seek him out, and to throw himself upon him. So let's just read the story together from 1 Kings. Ahab, the king of Israel, told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid. And he arose and he ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, the same place where Jesus would always retreat for silence and solitude. And he came and sat under a broom tree, and he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him. And said to, him, said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. That's the same place in Mount Sinai where we got the Ten Commandments. There he came to a cave, and he lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, go, 
Return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. Go back the way you came. And when you arrive, you shall anoint, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Meholah, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there, and he found Elisha. And he passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. Okay, we're going to be learning a lot from this passage in the coming days, but I want to encourage us all today to take this opportunity, like Elijah did, to get with God, to be in his presence in this time of increasing isolation. There's no need to be alone. The king of the universe wants to meet with us just as we sit with him. So here's some practicals for us. Um, Find a comfortable space in the next day. Set aside some time. If you're new to this, maybe just between five and ten minutes. And if you're using the Centering Prayer app, you can pick up a verse to uh, look at at the beginning and pray before you start. And then just take three or four deep breaths and be in the moment. Remember, you can't fail at this. And thoughts and feelings might come to the surface in this time for you, and that's expected. And today, just, just notice them before God. Uh, do your best to identify them, name them. I'm not great at this. <laughs> And then um, we suggest just simply finding a word or phrase to center yourself on today. This is what I do um, in my typical times of silence and solitude. It can be something as simple as you. That's what I've often done. And it's a pretty powerful prayer when you're simply saying to God that he is who you want here. You, God. You want to sit with him. That you want to know him. That you want to know that he is God. That you want to know that he is with you like he promises. This is all we're going to do today. Let your feelings, your desires, your fears, whatever they may be, um, let them be an invitation from God to be before him, to sit with him with these things. Okay, this is the, this is, this is the start of the journey. And um, remember, you're simply here to spend intentional time alone, in the quiet, with yourself and with God. And when your time's up, thank God for his presence during this time and for what you may have noticed inside of you. And that's where we're going to leave it today. That's, that's, all, that's all we're going to do for today. Father, I, I ask that you would meet with us, um, help us to, to know ourselves and know you more in this time. That's the big idea. Um, I thank you for your promises that we can boldly enter your presence because of the blood of Jesus and that by faith we have entered into an unbreakable covenant with you. God, remind us that, um, that we are totally safe in your hands in this time. Amen.